Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. It's your friends, Lauren and Maddie. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very exciting episode about accomplishment for you guys. So before we get into that, maybe we should start off with a little life update, maybe a brief what's going on in the world. We totally forgot to do it last week. So I think, I don't know if we have really much to talk about this week either, though. It feels like we just recorded our last episode, and I feel like, when was that? Last weekend or Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay, so it's only been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days since our last episode, which makes sense why we we feel like we don't have a lot to update on. But we can give a little recap. We can say what's going on in the world because, as Lauren just mentioned, we also didn't do that last week. And I feel like that's something that we really wanted to bring into this podcast, um, which we didn't do on The Sister Diary. So let's do that. Although, as we were both saying before the podcast started, I'm also kind of disconnected from the world. Obviously, there's certain like very large events that we know are going on. But in terms of like the social media world, I feel a little bit disconnected. And I don't exactly know why. Maybe I've been consuming less social media, just been like busy and not like really paying attention. But what do you think? Yeah, I was trying to listen to the BFFs podcast because... Maddie told me that they do a similar thing where they talk about what's going on in the social media world, but I didn't know any of the people that they were talking about, or like, (laughs) they were talking about some roast battle thing, and that was the first time I was hearing about it, Mm. so I feel like I'm just a little bit out of touch, and I think it's not that I don't consume social media, because I spend a lot of time on my phone and a lot of time on TikTok, but I think it's that I don't consume that kind of social media, like I'm not... I don't know. I guess I don't really hear much about the TikTokers and like that group of social media influencers. So it's hard for me to update you guys on what's going on in their life when I don't even know. Mm, I'm trying to think. I I do watch a lot of TikTok. Like I know new TikTok sounds and stuff when they're coming up. Um, And I do listen to a lot of podcasts. So that's great. But you know what? I used to listen to the Morning Toast all the time, and that was a great source of news because they really cover a wide range of stories. They cover, like, the social media pop culture stuff. They cover business, like, current events in the world, the real world, in the news. So that was great. But Jackie, one of the co-hosts, had a baby. So they're actually on, like, a little hiatus right now because she just literally had a, a baby, like, two weeks ago or something. Um, So I think they're back in a couple weeks, but 
that was like a great source of news for me. And I definitely recommend you guys check it out. If you're looking for a podcast like that, they give like a fast five recap. They call it the fast five, but it's like a recap of the five top stories that day. And they do it every single day. So that is a better, a better podcast if you're looking for this type of thing. But we're trying to be a little bit like the morning toast, but put our own spin on it, of course. Um, but yes, that's why I feel disconnected because my podcasts are not currently on the air. That would make sense. I know. I feel like the morning toast did a very good job of that. Mm-hmm. And I love that we're just telling our listeners to go listen to someone else's podcast if they want to hear about that <laughs> instead of finding those events. But you did bring up a few things mm-hmm. that you thought you could mention on the podcast. So yes, go ahead. So, okay, well, first of all, it's Paris Fashion Week this week. Was Paris last? I think we're going to Milan Fashion Week next week, Um, (laughs) which it's like fashion month in Europe right now. Um, So I've been kind of paying attention to what people are wearing and how the shows have been going. So this Fashion Week um, in March, they're showing fall winter styles. Like the designers have their fall winter collections ready already, which is crazy because we haven't even seen this year spring summer but that's how fashion works I guess it's like a season they show a season ahead so it's funny because you're seeing all these people wearing like warm wintry clothes even though we're coming into summer and we're all going to be shopping for summer clothes soon so that's been interesting um I saw some cool like Bella Hadid looks have you seen any of the Paris street style stuff honestly not at all But I do have a question for you as someone who works in the fashion space. Mm -hmm. Do you look to those shows for inspiration for like what you want to be making next? For sure. I think that's how fashion kind of works. And that's the purpose of Fashion Week is like mostly it's for like not like fast fashion, but like more accessible brands to look and see what the trends are going to be. And then they make those clothes and sell it to the masses because obviously the fashion that's in fashion week like the designer stuff is so expensive so most people are not actually buying that stuff but they're looking for styles that are influenced by what the designers are showing in their fashion shows so yes I do that um I'm kind of more into like seasonless pieces because I feel like I just like am not I don't agree with fast fashion really like on a ethical level moral level like also with the environment and all of that so I try to make things that are not too trendy so that you can wear them for more than one season. Um, I think there's like a lot of brands that are already doing that, like making the pieces that you want to just get that are super inexpensive and are not made to last. I'm kind of the opposite of that. So kind of influenced by Fashion Week, but it's not like I'm like staring at the shows and like trying to figure out what I want to make based on that. I just kind of like looking at the street style and like seeing what people are wearing. I mean, solid. Yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Kendall Jenner has red hair. Did you see that? Lauren. No. Oh my gosh. You need to watch some more like Daily Mail and stuff like on Snapchat, you know, Daily Mail. Okay. I think you're right. I think that's where we need to be looking because I looked on like TikTok insiders mm-hmm. and didn't see much on there. And then I listened to the BFFs podcast, didn't really get much from that. But I think the Daily Mail on Snapchat or like those other Snapchat stories, Mm -hmm. news story things, I think that's where I need to be looking. Yeah. Because they have everything. Yeah, I would definitely recommend checking that out. That's something I do in the morning if I'm like half asleep and trying to wake up. I'll look through Daily Mail Snapchat story 
Is it called a story? I'm like, so I don't know about Snapchat anymore. I think so. Yeah. So they're like news recap or whatever every day. Uh, they have good stuff on there. Well, you know, some good stuff. Yeah, maybe not the most reliable source of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't recommend it as your only news source for sure. Yes. But it's definitely good for some of the like drama, I don't know, pop culture news. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what else did I see on there? Okay, well, the Julia Fox, Kanye West saga has come to an end, it seems. She basically said that part of their relationship was real, part of it was fake. Which is kind of funny because before when she was doing podcasts, like she did call her daddy, she was like, oh, our relationship is 100% real. Like time will show that it's real. And now it obviously only lasted like a month. And now she's like, oh, well, part of it was real. Part of it was fake. Obviously, it was great for her career. Like it made her relevant, kind of. I don't know how long it will last, but people know who she is now. Mm -hmm. I wonder if she like thought it was real. And then when they broke up, she was like, Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to start backtracking. It's hard to know. I actually didn't really read the article. I just was reading headlines, so I'm not entirely sure, but it could go either way. I feel like it could have been like an agreed upon thing that they both were using each other for some reason, like they both gained something from it, or it could have been like she was totally in it and thought it was real and he knew the whole time it wasn't real. I don't really know. But if I was her, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a good career move for her. Now she's on TikTok. She's the uncut gems girl, if you guys are not aware. Because Lauren was not aware. I love that. <laughs> okay, I just didn't connect the dots there. But I love that she's become known as the uncut gems girl. So funny. Um, I saw a video on TikTok, I think, of a fan meeting her. Mm-hmm. And they walked up and they were like, uncut gems. And then she did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Yeah, so that seems like it's come to an end, which well, that was just a crazy, crazy series of events. And then now Kanye's dating a girl. I don't forget her name, but... She looks exactly like Kim. Like, she's... Obviously, Kim is an icon, and she's not Kim, but they look very similar. (laughs) Okay, I actually did see that. Yes. I don't see much, but somehow I knew that Kanye was dating a woman who looked like Kim. Mm -hmm. Only the important stuff, apparently. Yes. I have to tell you a funny story. So, okay, this is kind of about, like, celebrities, which is why it reminded me of that. So I went to an event on Thursday. It was the grand opening of the Revolve Social Club. I think that's what they called it. Social Club. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's basically like a pop-up store. If you guys know, you know, I love Revolve. They have like a lot of brands online. It's like a store that sells lots of brands. Anyways, they have a store now on Melrose, which is where my store is. And they have Revolve in real life, which is like my dream and Lauren's dream too. Oh my God, that's dangerous. It's super dangerous. So I was so happy because I was invited to the grand opening. And when we got there, I drove and I had to valet and there was like a big line. So we were like, this is crazy that there's such a long line, like so many people waiting to get in. So we stayed in line for like 10 minutes, maybe where we finally get to the front and actually move pretty fast. And we were just like on our phones talking, looking at Instagram, whatever. And I see a bunch of paparazzi and there was someone walking out, but I had no clue who it was. I knew it was someone because he was wearing a full Burberry set, like top and bottom were Burberry. I forget what else he's wearing, like okay. some like crazy accessories. 
And there was obviously... I mean, and the paparazzi, so... Yeah, there was a lot of paparazzi, so that was a dead giveaway. But I was, like, looking at my phone, and then I see a video on TikTok, and it was me in the background of this paparazzi video on my phone, like, completely not paying attention. (laughs) Me and my friend Pia are, like, looking at our phones, and I don't watch Euphoria, but it was the guy from Euphoria. Like Nate Jacobs? No. In Euphoria? I know know him. Um, His name is Fez, Darian said. Oh my gosh, yes, okay. <laughs> I have to I send you this video because it's hilarious. I'm just like literally on my phone and my friend's like looking at me, but like we're just so tuned out. And the people behind us are like have their phones out taking photos and I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, so apparently crazy. the actor who plays Fez was like not an actor before Euphoria mm-hmm. and they just like picked him out. I forget the actual story. But basically, they thought he would be good for the role, and apparently he's, like, the exact same in real life Mm -hmm. as he is in the show. Like, just kind of has the same vibe, talks the same. Yeah. And he he just is Fez, apparently. Yeah, Darian told me that. She said, I think he's from Oakland, California, and they found him at, like, the mall or something, which is crazy because I think acting is something that, like, it, it would surprise me that a random person who has never acted before and has no interest in it is good at it. Like, even if you're playing yourself, I feel like most people would be, like, not comfortable in front of the cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I feel like also, like, to be able to memorize lines and work for that many hours, like, you do have to, like, not just anyone could do that. And it's not like modeling where you can just scout someone mm-hmm. at the mall or wherever they found him and then be like, you would be perfect for this because you don't know their personality. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you know that they would be good for the role? Yeah. Like, I would find acting to be hard even if I was playing myself, I think, because I'm just like not an actor. Mm-hmm. But some people, of course, would love that. So I don't know. I, I thought that was surprising. But then I figured they must have done that with a lot of people. Like, maybe they went to a lot of different malls and had, like, 20 or 30 guys that they brought into audition, and then he was the best one. True. That's kind of what I figured after thinking about that, because I bet you, like, 95% of people would not be good at that role. Yeah. That would make sense. I know we should look into it and figure out what his actual story is, mm-hmm. but that would make sense. And I feel like I've heard that a few of the actors on Euphoria, like, that's their first project, and I think that sometimes they try and do that like obviously depending on the show or movie or whatever but um sometimes the casting directors are looking for people that aren't actors because Mm -hmm. they just have like a different way of acting that's like refreshing to see so I think that's always really cool I mean that makes sense actually because like the Disney actor example like Disney actors will like read lines in a Disney way I've heard that before I don't know if that's true but Mm -hmm. like once you're familiar with acting acting a certain way then you kind of get comfortable and then that's how you will do all of your auditions do you think that that's true or is that like well I mean I think that like the Disney way of people have said that to me before they've asked if I have done work with Disney because I guess like of the way that I say my lines Mm. are I don't really know how to describe it but there's just something about like the energetic Disney feel yes and I think that it's not always a good thing like depending on the project, sometimes you don't want that. Mm-hmm. But I would say that anyone who's been to acting lessons has learned a certain way of acting. And right. I think that, like, 
although that's great and there's obviously a way that they teach you to act like that, sometimes casting directors are just looking for something different. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, they want someone who's never acted before maybe so that they can just teach them the way that they want them to act for this project. Maybe. That makes yeah. sense. And it's funny too on the topic of euphoria because didn't you guys go to school with Sydney Sweeney when you went to um, the, L- the entertainment school in L.A.? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Darian. I think she was in, like, Darian's, maybe Darian's grade or, like, around her age. I think she might be one year older, but the school was so small that they kind of combined classes. So I think she had a lot of classes with her, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I know she's been in a lot of really big movies and TV shows, which is awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, now I feel like I barely remember going there, but quite a few of the kids who went to that school have gone on to do really cool things, and it's interesting to see now and be like, that's weird. Well, you used to be one of my like classmates mm-hmm. or whatever. Even if they weren't in our class, it's like the school was so small that everyone was kind of close and hung out with each other regardless of what grade you were in, mm-hmm. so it's always weird to see. I mean, I guess that's kind of the point of the school. Like All those kids were probably auditioning a lot and working and hopefully trying to land something big so it was just so cool to see her like now she's all over t- my tiktok free page and stuff I didn't actually mm-hmm. know her but I'm sure for Darian she's like oh I have like I had different a different memory of her and now she's like on tv and on tiktok people are like talking about her character and stuff so kind of cool mm-hmm. but yeah anything else sure. that we want to discuss in the pop culture world do you have any other stories Not really. Okay. Nothing I can think of. Well, let's give a little life update. I know it's only been a few days, but what have you been doing? Are you excited to come to LA? What are your thoughts? Okay, I haven't been up to much. Um, I had COVID, so I was pretty much at home. Now I'm out of quarantine, so I'm going back to school tonight. But yeah, I don't really have much to report on regarding what's been going on in my life. But I am very excited to go to LA. I'm leaving on Saturday, I think. I thought I was leaving Sunday, but I think I'm actually leaving before that. Okay. And I may or may not be flying alone. Ooh. So that'll be interesting to report back on. Have you ever flown alone or just that one time from the UK? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I flew alone another time because the time that I flew from the UK, I had, I was like a, what's it kind of? Unaccompanied. Unaccompanied minor, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So I wasn't actually alone. Like they had someone basically do everything with me Mm -hmm. from the second I got off the plane to when I was like through and waiting for my mom whatever like there's someone with you the whole time right um but I feel like I might have flown one other time just alone Mm. but I don't remember oh yeah no no I did because I flew back alone during all this COVID stuff and they asked for my test Mm -hmm. and they were like when did you get it taken and I couldn't remember and I was like um I think it might have been Tuesday or Wednesday or does it say on there? And the guy was like, yeah, it says, but I want you to tell me. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, gosh. And he's like, is this your first time? I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't normally do things alone. It's like that TikTok sound that's like, I'm just a baby. Do you know that one? (laughs) I'm just a baby. (laughs) That is so funny. You should. Yeah, that was me talking to him. You should make a TikTok if you're in the airport alone. Like me trying to get on a flight by myself. I'm just a baby. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. You should do that Maybe for sure. That's so funny. Well, it's nice and sunny here, as you can see probably in my video. It's a little bit 
colder than it was, but I mean, nothing compared to Toronto. So I'm sure it'll be great. Um, as we discussed last week, we're going on a trip to Hawaii. So I'm trying to arrange a little photo shoot for us. I forgot if I told you that, but um, I'm reaching. You did. I reached out to yes. some photographers. So we'll see how that goes because it would be super fun to do a little shoot there. And then when we come back, it's like end of March already, which is just crazy. I know. I was talking to dad about it this morning because I really only have two and a half months of high school left. Yeah, it's insane. And then... Because this next one doesn't really count. Yeah. And then it's April, Coachella, May. Nothing really going on in May. You just have school. June, you're Wait, done. Wait, are you going to Coachella? Yeah, I'm going to Coachella. Of course. Oh my gosh. Well, Darian and John were supposed to Why go. Why am I not going to Coachella? You have school. <laughs> oh. Darian and John were supposed to come with me, but they have to rehearse for the tour. So... John's going on tour at the end of April, and I would love to go to a few shows maybe, but um, I guess they have to come back and do rehearsals, which makes sense because Coachella is very draining, so I feel like you don't want to go to Coachella and then have a show on, like, I think Coachella ends the 17th, and their tour starts, like, the 20th or something, 21st, 21st, I think. So they would only have four days in between, which is just, like, not a great idea. Coachella is very tiring. Yeah. I mean, it would be fun, but mm, mm-hmm. it would be a lot. Like, if he had to rehearse in those four days, too, yeah. then It's probably not busy. a good idea from, like, a work standpoint. So that is a responsible decision. But now I'm trying to figure out, like, who I'm going to go with and all of that. My plans kind of fell apart because of that. And then another reason, another friend's um, plan fell apart. So I'm trying to just figure it all out now. But I'm excited and the lineup looks amazing. So I'm super looking forward to it. And I think it will be really great. Very nice. How about you? Any any exciting news to report back on what you've been up to in the past few days? Well, I have a funny story to tell you. So before we started this podcast, Lauren wanted to do this thing where I go on dating app dates. And I was like, oh, I don't, yes. I don't really want to do that because I feel like dating app dates are just like, kind of a waste of time to be honest because you don't know the person at all like a lot of the times you don't know the person at all so you're kind of going on these dates and you really have no one to vet if the person is even like a good person or if you'd be a match at all so Mm -hmm. I was in my store yesterday with my assistant Cynthia and we were just like working and I was showing her how to do some purchase orders or something and this girl comes into the store and she's like trying on clothes I'm helping her and she's super, super friendly, like very outgoing. And how did this okay. come up? She was saying that she, she's like, oh, are you guys single or something? And I was like, yeah. And Cynthia <laughs> said, yeah. And she's like, I have so many single guy friends. Like, I want to set you up. She said, all my friends okay. are super, they're great. They're super smart, whatever. So she s- shows me these guys. She's like showing me these guys. She's like, this guy would be perfect for you. <laughs> and he dm'd me today i haven't responded i just like looked at it before i i um started recording this episode but she literally it was hilarious i can't believe that you agreed to this well i didn't agree to anything i just said well sure tell him to dm (laughs) me if he wants oh my gosh maddie you have to go on a date with him and report back on how it goes i wonder how that came about like are these guys looking for girlfriends and they like sent their friend out I don't know. She just said that she sets up a lot of her friends. So then 
people set her up and that's just something that she does like she's a good matchmaker but this girl was hilarious like okay so funny she's like i'm crazy like i'm so outgoing i'm like yeah i know like this (laughs) i i aspire to be like like that that is so funny okay do you know anything about the guy how does she know that you guys are compatible well i don't really know she just she said that he's outgoing or like extroverted but very chill and i was like oh well that's good like that's kind of the vibe that i like because those are the people that i feel the most comfortable with i would say yeah, I feel like those kind of people are always very easy to talk to, mm-hmm. but not too much. Like, it would be hard to date someone, I think, that is super outgoing if you aren't. But I think that he sounds like he could be a good match for you because if he's chill, then maybe he'd be, like, chill around you but easy to talk to, mm-hmm. but then outgoing when you guys are with other people. I see a future between you two. Well, I have no idea. I don't know anything about this person. I don't really know what he looks like even. I saw one photo. So the thing is, Lauren really wanted me to do this, like to go on some dating Mm -hmm. app and go on random dates. And that's like really not my style because I just feel like dating is kind of a waste of time. Although, as we discussed last week, it's not great to be so independent that you feel like you don't need anyone in your life forever. So I do need to true warm up to this idea however I haven't quite Mm -hmm. gotten there that's all I'm trying to say okay well I think that you should give him a chance well we'll see about that okay so you're gonna hang out with him this week and then you're gonna report back on how it went in next week's episode cool maybe we'll see if I have an update you guys will hear next Friday and that my friends is a cliffhanger perfect (laughs) that's how we get you to come back exactly All right, so can we please start discussing the topic of this episode, which is (laughs) accomplishment addiction. Accomplishment addiction, is that what we want to call this? Yes. I think that the addiction part is like puts an interesting spin on it Mm -hmm. because then we're not only talking about accomplishment, but also like how it motivates us. Yes. I think. I don't know. We can get into it. Who knows what this episode will be? You never know, honestly. Okay, so I think we should start off by talking about our relationship with accomplishments because I feel like we've had a similar relationship with accomplishments for our entire life. And I want to say it's because of our parents, but I don't necessarily think that it is because I feel like me and you are very similar and then Darian and John are very similar because Mm -hmm. they just have a different relationship with accomplishments. And I'm not saying that my relationship with accomplishment and Lauren's relationship with accomplishments is better because I feel like it causes a lot of unnecessary stress. And you might even be Absolutely. worse at you might even be worse than me with this stuff. Basically, yeah. I feel like we need to be, accomplish things to the best of our ability even if there's no point. Like even if I genuinely don't care about something that much, I still need to do everything to the best of my ability or else I feel like unwell. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> she feels physically ill if she doesn't do something to the best of her ability. Yeah, like I can't stop thinking about it. Like I, I have regrets. That's kind of what I would say. Like if I know that I could do something better, then I have literal, I have serious regrets. Yeah, I would say that I'm very similar in the sense that I always want to do something to the best of my ability, even if it doesn't matter, even if it's like the smallest, most insignificant thing in the world. 
Um, to me, it's important, and I want to make sure that I do it well. And even, like, okay, for example, when my school went online in 2020, our grades couldn't go down. So basically, any of the work that you handed in could only make your grade go up. So if before the pandemic you had a 95, then everything you submitted, you were getting at least a 95 on. That's crazy. Basically. Yeah, and if you got, like, a 98 on it, then it would bring your average up. But if you got a 60 on it, it wouldn't bring your average down. Right, right, right. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I think it was because, like, everything was changing so much, and there was, like, a lot of stress on everyone. Mm -hmm. And people were having to adapt to learning in a different way. So that's, like, why the rule existed. But basically where I'm going with that is even when that rule was in place and my average couldn't go down, I spent hours a day on school. And everything I submitted was just as good as it would have been if I were in person. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just, I'm not capable of submitting something that isn't my best work. Like, I wouldn't feel okay with that. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Although, the caveat, or whatever it's called, to that is that If that was the case and my grade couldn't go down and like in your case, you had other things going on, like say social media, like if you could capitalize on something else that will Mm -hmm. bring you further in a different way, I might have cared less about school in that sense because it would like make me feel better that I was doing something that would also benefit me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fair. I think the reason that I didn't is just because it was like more comfortable for me to just keep doing what I had been doing Mm -hmm. and like not change anything basically but I think back to what you were saying before about how this isn't always a positive thing feeling like you need to do something to the best of your ability it doesn't always work in your favor because it caused me so much unnecessary stress and I wasn't able to focus on other things that probably mattered more in that moment like creating content for social media Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no it's so true I think that there's definitely a fine line. Like I think having pride in what you do and in the work that you put in and submit is a really great quality, but not to the point where it's causing you mental distress, obviously, or in your case, if you have other things going for you that you could have really tapped into, especially during that time period where your grades literally couldn't go down. And you know that like you're still on track to go to school if you want to. It's not like your grades were bad before and you needed needed to like make them better so that would have been a great opportunity for you to explore other things that you kind of never had time for before because all of your energy and effort was being put into school so if you're able to have some sort of a happy medium I think that that's obviously the best and I feel like in life that's kind of the way it usually goes like too much of a good thing isn't a bad thing I think that's the saying something like that Mm -hmm. too much of a good thing ends up being a bad thing so the idea of perfectionism I don't think is real because if you're always striving towards something and you are unhappy with the place that you're at and you think that there's this perfect version of you or your perfect version of the work that you do that exists I don't think you'll ever actually get there because you're existing in this place of dissatisfaction or whatever it is like you don't feel like you're good enough or all the negative emotions that kind of play into that if that's always how you feel and that's the way that you're existing and working and striving, then you're never really going to get to the place where you feel like you're happy with yourself because it requires a complete change of your mindset. 
Mm-hmm. And adding on to that, I think as a self-proclaimed perfectionist, mm-hmm. I can say that part of being a perfectionist is that no matter what you do, you always know that it can be better. Like, obviously, there will always be people who can do something better than you can. Like, even if I write an essay that is, like, the best thing I could ever do, there's going to be someone who can do it better. Mm -hmm. And I think that knowing that it could be done better, whatever you're working on could be done better, or if it's, like, a self-development thing, like, you could be better in whatever area you want to, um, I think that knowing that you aren't able to reach that point of perfection because it doesn't, it doesn't actually exist or it's unattainable mm-hmm. won't make you happy. Like, you will always know that. It's true. And also, like, the thing that you're comparing yourself to in that case, in your case, maybe an essay that's better than yours or um, some, like, your, your most developed self or whatever it is, that person who achieved that thing, if they have this perfectionist mindset where they're seeking perfectionism, I don't think that they think that they're perfect either. So that's what I mean. Like you're always chasing some standard that doesn't exist mm-hmm. because you are looking at it from a place of being dissatisfied with yourself. So you kind of have to, I think Ed Milet right. describes this as blissful dissatisfaction where you're completely conf- you're confident in where you are and the person that you are and you're happy with who you are because you keep promises to yourself. Like, you do the things that you say that you're Mm going to do. That creates confidence. So you're happy with where you are, but you know that you have potential. So you know that there's a small part of you that could always be better. And that is what creates motivation. And that gets you out of bed in the morning. And it makes you work hard and study hard and do your work as best as you can. But you're not looking 20 steps ahead or looking at people on Instagram and comparing yourself. You're just knowing that there's always a version of you that could work a little bit more or do a little bit better and you're happy with where you are but you're looking maybe two steps forward into the future and being like I know that there's that version of me that exists that you know I don't know has these things has better grades has more money whatever the benchmark is for you and Mm -hmm. you know that you can get there it's it's more attainable it's not like this perfect version of you that is 100% like positive all the time or I'm just, I don't know what your benchmark is personally, but you're, yeah. you're not that different than the person that you want to be. Is the, that's the goal. Okay, I would say that the problem with saying that I am perfect exactly the way I am is like it doesn't leave much room for growth. And I think recognizing what you said, which is that like you do have room for growth, mm-hmm. but you the person you're trying to grow into isn't a perfect person. Like it's just someone who is a slightly improved version of yourself. Mm-hmm. No one's I think perfect. that that will bring you more satisfaction than striving to be a perfect person because that doesn't exist. Yeah, 100%. It's so true. And the thing about accomplishments I've learned in my like limited life experience is you think that when you get to this accomplishment, you're going to feel so happy. Like, if only I could have this or do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it actually doesn't, the accomplishment itself doesn't make you happy. It's more so the process of getting there and like all the development that you go through on a journey to reach an accomplishment that I find gives you like purpose and fulfillment. It's not actually getting to a milestone and like hitting something like most accomplishments I feel like are pretty empty, whether it's, I'm trying to think of a good example of like something that's empty. I feel like mostly it's like buying things like, Oh, I would love to have, Mm -hmm. this is my dream car. Like I want this car so badly 
then you get the car and you're sitting in the car and you drive it for like two months. Maybe it's great at first. You're like, this is my dream. Like, this is all I've ever wanted. And then you have it for two months and you see another car on the road. You're like, wow, that car's nicer than mine. Like, that's my dream car. <laughs> and it's an addiction right. to getting something better. And it literally will never end. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I remember dad telling us a story very similar to that. And I think it might have actually like been about a car mm-hmm. that he wanted that for a long time when he was younger, he he thought about and he wished he had and he worked hard to buy. And then when he bought it, he was like, oh, okay. Well, this was more special when I didn't have it mm-hmm. and when I was striving to have it. And I think that in that process of striving to accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish you will be proud of how far you come and I think that it will end up being more about how far you've come and how much you've improved or it's hard to sit like say improved but whatever area Mm -hmm. of your life it is like how much you've grown um I think that that will bring you more satisfaction than reaching that final goal and accomplishing that buying that thing that you want to buy or whatever it might be. It's so true. And I think it's important to say again that having that, having something that you're looking toward and working towards is actually really beneficial because that creates motivation. And I feel like people ask us so often, like, what keeps you guys motivated? Like, I have no motivation to study or whatever you're working on. I know that sometimes you lose motivation and there's moments where maybe you feel like super inspired, whether it's like New Year's Day or the first of a month or birthdays, like certain milestones in life, like give you that energy to keep going. But ultimately, I think having a goal that you're working toward at all times that you feel like really passionate about, like you have to care about the goal or else you're not going to keep going. But having something that you're working towards gives you motivation every single day. It gives you a why. My friend Mimi Bouchard talks about this all the time. She's like, what's your why? Remember your why because that is what gets you out of bed in the morning and gets you excited for life. So I feel like also you can follow people like that, like people who talk about this type of stuff because Mm -hmm. I always feel super motivated and inspired when I hear people talking about accomplishments or it's more so just the conversation about it. I don't really care about what people's accomplishments are. It's just like their perspective on accomplishing things that I find interesting, especially if someone has experienced success, like what we define as success. And another thing I wanted to say is when I was younger, I used to think that being as perfect as possible and like being hard on myself made me better, I guess this is what I thought, like better than the average person. You know, the mindset of like no pain, no gain, like Mm -hmm. being disciplined and all those things like kind of approaching it though from a negative perspective like eating super healthy all of that stuff it kind of all goes hand in hand with being disciplined and I thought that being disciplined would make me a better more like developed self-developed person than somebody who wasn't disciplined I don't I don't actually think this at all anymore so this is just like what my mindset was so it was like be strict with yourself basically And now I'm realizing that being more gentle, not like so gentle that you aren't motivated, but being more gentle and like understanding actually gets you so much further because there's so many like factors that play into this, but you're not in like an all or nothing mindset where if you mess up a little bit, you're like, oh, I quit. Like, this is not for me. 
like I was trying to be so disciplined and I couldn't do it. That's one thing. It also, you mm. have more like self understanding and you're able to be like, okay, I'm working towards this goal and like I'm, I enjoy the place that I'm at now. I enjoy the person that I am. So I just think it it makes you continue to work way more than being in this like strict all or nothing mindset where you're like, oh, if I don't achieve this, then I'm a failure. And having that mm -hmm. negativity around it, I actually don't think that that leads to success at all. I think that if you have that all or nothing mindset, it isn't sustainable. Like if you are too hard on yourself, eventually you are probably going to fail or it'll be too much and like it will get to you and then you aren't able to quickly recover from that because you're not being gentle to yourself and understanding of the fact that you can't just be like go 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 all the time so I think that sometimes being more gentle to yourself will actually get you further because it's more sustainable and you'll be able to keep keep going for longer it's true. Than you would if you were just being super disciplined. Yeah, and I think also the discipline mindset comes from a place, at least for me, from a lack of self-confidence, kind of, like being a little bit insecure. Like, I don't really know how to describe this, but I think when you have so much negativity surrounding like the way that you think about yourself and your accomplishments, there's a little bit of insecurity in that. And... It's fine to be insecure, of course. It's kind of like all part of the process of growing up and getting older and understanding yourself. But I think that having a little bit more gentleness in the way that you view yourself and view the world comes from a place of more self-confidence. And that also will propel you so much further because you're like, oh, I feel good about myself. I'm, I know that I can achieve great things rather than like being insecure. I don't know. That's just kind of like the things that I've mm -hmm. realized as I've grown up from like 17, 18 until now. I've kind of changed my mindset about all of that. And I think it's actually gotten me so much further. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. Like sometimes it just takes stepping back and being like, okay, what is really going to be the most beneficial thing for me? And recognizing that it isn't always being 100% strict with yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you have an addiction to accomplishment <laughs> putting uh, you in the hot seat Lauren I don't know like I don't I honestly think that you might be more addicted to accomplishment like <laughs> the way that you <laughs> not to put you on the hot seat but I think that you like how do you relax we've had this conversation oh before gosh. but how do you relax do you um how do I relax I think that for me Okay, well, the, the conversation that we had that Darian and John and I think maybe Lauren disagreed with me on is that I said that you, sh like, I don't in my life at this point when I'm 25 years old need to have hobbies that are, like, not productive. Like, I don't need to lay on the couch and watch TV. I don't need to, like, rest, really. I just need to sleep, obviously. Like, I want to get a good amount of sleep. But I don't need to rest. I'm 25. I'm in my prime, like I could, the way that I relax now is by working out. And I think that that's a great productive hobby. It makes me feel good. It's a non-negotiable in my day and it gives me endorphins. It has great benefits, but it also to me is a time where I'm not working. I don't have to think about work. I actually find it to be a great hobby. 
but it, yes, it's productive. But Darian said that that's not a hobby because there's a goal, like the goal of getting stronger or whatever it is that your goal for working from working out is. But I don't mm-hmm. necessarily agree with that. Okay. Well, do you think that that's a form of rest? <laughs> like, to me, that doesn't sound relaxing at all, but I think that we all relax in different ways. <laughs> so if that's what is relaxing to you, then sure. But I think that it seems like you are always on the go and you like always want to be doing something. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wonder if you are more of a accomplishment addict than I am, I guess, because I think I do relax and I do take a step back and go on TikTok or whatever it might be. Um, though I would say that I don't always feel great when I do that. So maybe mm-hmm. I am an accomplishment addict. And I think that you're more of an accomplishment addict than me <laughs> because... Oh, really? Okay, no, maybe not accomplishment addict, but you're more of a perfectionist than me. I actually don't define myself as a perfectionist at all because I don't... I do care about my work 100%. Like, I never think my work is good enough still to, to this day at age 25, but I've, I've come a long way. Um, but I'm way more spontaneous. Like, I'm not thought out with things. Like, you're very thorough. You like to do things in a certain way because you want them to have a certain result. Like, you want the product to be perfect. Whereas I don't really care. I mm-hmm. think that sometimes just doing something in general is better than not doing it at all. So, like, I'll throw up a TikTok that is like weird or like I didn't really put that much effort into and if I don't like it I'll just delete it later or I'll start a podcast and the first 10 episodes will be terrible but I don't really think about it beforehand I just want to start yeah okay I mean I think that that is I mean you're definitely right that I'm more of a perfectionist than you are Mm -hmm. but I feel like you are more of an accomplishment addict yeah that's true I think that comes with age, though. I don't think that I was like this when I was your age to the extent that I am now. I'm trying to think what my mindset Mm -hmm. was like when I was in high school. I think also I went to a school, an elementary school, where we did grades six, seven, eight in two years. So and I had really smart friends. Like I always felt like the dumb friend. And I was kind of I did well in school. So objectively, I was smart, you could say. But around these people who were so driven, like they wanted to go to Ivy League universities, they were they, all they cared about was school. I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually stupid. So I think that that kind of created this mindset to a certain extent. Also, our parents are, you know, accomplished and have similar mindsets to me. Um, but an accomplishment addict, I don't know if I would describe myself as that. I think I, I think I, I sometimes maybe feel that way, but I do know that being so hard on myself actually does not lead to accomplishment. And if you're addicted to achieving a certain result and you think that that's going to make you happy, like we were just saying, you're actually never going to be fulfilled from achieving those type of things. But yeah, I don't know if I would define myself as an accomplishment addict at this point in my life. Like sometimes I might feel like that, like I want to achieve a lot of things and I have all these goals set out for myself. But I also realize that achieving those goals just for the sake of achieving them without like a why won't really bring me happiness and fulfillment and all the things that I'm looking for. So I'll have to get back to you on that, Lauren, because I think that 
in certain ways I am like I have no life other than like working and achieving goals really um but in other ways I'm not because I I know that I know that um it's not really going to bring me the fulfillment that I'm looking for so that would be my final thought on that okay well I feel like that is a good note to end off this episode on we have rambled for way too too long long already Mm -hmm. but I think this was a good a good little talk. I mean, definitely it is easy to get wrapped up in accomplishing things and thinking of who you will be once you accomplish those things. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's good to have these conversations and realize that it is about the journey and not the destination. That is right. I love it. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.